Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. We met each other through a mutual friend, Kaliko, but I'll tell that story later. This guy, he is not only like very intentional and purposeful with his craft, um, he's also taking on endeavors to sort of help share that knowledge that he's gained over the years. Um, he's super accomplished, a producer, a music lover, um, and someone who's really uh, creating sounds and, and waves that, that we're all sort of uh, resonating with. So without any further ado, please introduce yourself, man. I'm Simon Says. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, well, thank you for being on the podcast, man. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. We're here I'm in your new apartment. Mm -hmm. Thank you for welcoming me into your home. No problem. Appreciate it. I love the space, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we met through Coleco. It was actually, um, I was at a Nike Nigeria football team activation event. They were like celebrating the new, you see the new Nigerian football jersey kids? Yeah. Uh -huh. So they did like this event with like Nike and OK Player. Um, yeah. I was on my way leaving from there. And then I, I see Coleco walking down the street with you. And you know, I'm like, what is he doing? He's usually in DC. Like shout out to Coleco. He was actually wearing an open canvas shirt. And I was like, yo bro, you wearing a shirt? Dope, dope. And then um, he was telling me a little bit about what you do. And yeah, I was able to just do my research and like listen to a lot of your music. And I was like, yo, this is amazing. Yeah, man, do you even remember that day? I do. It was uh, outside the well, right? Exactly, that's where it yeah. was at the well, right? Yeah. In Bushwick. Was Lalu involved in that event? The artist, he's a visual artist. I don't, I don't remember. See, the reason I'm asking is because my friend Clinton, who's an amazing videographer, mm -hmm. uh, actually shot some promo with Lalu and with the Nigerian team for Nike. That, yeah, oh no, yes, you're right. They did have some portraits in the... The space. Yeah, and he, yeah. he did some video for them. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's funny you were there because I'm like indirectly connected to that. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah. one one link removed or whatever. Wow, yeah. man, that's dope. That's but um, dope. yeah, man, that's what's up. I remember like him saying like yeah, you're doing an interview or something, but but I didn't know to what extent. Right. Um, and then you know come to see you know are releasing now this new series that we'll talk about in yeah. depth later. But um, first of all, where are you from, man? I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. And that's where I grew up uh, most of the year. Mm. In the summers when I was growing up, I'd be in Norway with my family. Okay. My dad is originally from Norway, so yeah. we'd spend our summers there nice. hanging out. And, where in Norway? Uh, it's right near Tunsberg. It's about an hour and a half south of Oslo. Okay. It's It was about a five-minute walk from the beach there. Yeah. So we would just walk down to the beach a lot. We'd be out on boats mm. um, on these rock islands. <laughs> so right off the coast, there's all these big rock islands and you just go there you grill all day you mm. jump in the water avoid the jellyfish right <laughs> come back up and, and that, that was your day most days nice nice. nice so i know you just said you were there during the summers but yeah. how is that different from like the milwaukee experience it's very communal extremely mm. so this little subdivision where our house was there we just eat breakfast and we leave in the morning mm. and we wouldn't come back till late at night meaning like 10 or 11 ish wow at a pretty young age yeah um whereas in the united states you got to check in a little bit more parents are a little more cautious just because that's the culture here right sometimes because you need to and sometimes it's just the culture mm. there it's it's so kind of open and safe nobody's worried about that so you just be on a bicycle with like i'd be on a bicycle with 10 friends all day every yeah. day. yeah 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 and like it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing at wasn't all a thing. no cell phones like it didn't matter 
I feel you. I feel you, man. So, like, growing up, like, seeing the difference in, like, Milwaukee. From Milwaukee, I've never been to, to Milwaukee. Like, explain, yeah. like, that city. Like, people may not even really... As a city? Yeah. Oh, man, there's so much to it, like any city. I grew up in the suburbs, right outside the city, so... But Milwaukee, you know, like most smaller cities, I could drive 15 or 20 minutes, then I'd be downtown. Yeah. It's not like New York, where, like, if you live in Brooklyn to get to... Manhattan's probably gonna take you at least 30 minutes or mm-hmm. longer. Mm-hmm. It's quick. Um, there's no real public transportation system. There's a little bit. I'm trying to develop it. So everyone has cars. Yeah. Um, it's a very segregated city. Mm. So that creates its own challenges in the city that hopefully will change. And they are changing slowly, mm. but I hope to see a lot more changes so the city can grow as a whole yeah 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 definitely because i think for most people um who haven't been to wisconsin or or who haven't really experienced milwaukee it's like it's just there you know especially for new yorkers it's like definitely you know the midwest is like the the great unknown so so for you man like was like music something you were doing at a young age were you like involved in music played in a band or something or like what got you into sort of like creating? Yeah, so um, I started playing violin when I was four. Word, okay. Yeah, I played this end up string bass. Oh, dope. So I was in so, orchestra. Yeah. From, from, <laughs> that, from that young of an age? Well, I was only like the sixth grade. I don't know okay. how old I was in the sixth even grade. Even so, that's a big instrument. Yeah, bring yeah. it out on like the yellow school bus. Let me tell you, man. Right. Like there was a kid in your band who played the bass, or yeah. the, even a cello. Right. Like that thing was like it was hell to carry. But right. Yeah, yeah. especially at that age. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, I started playing that because there was a couple of girls in my class that were playing. I was like, this looks fun. I want to do this. <laughs> um, but my family is not particularly musical. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, a little, some rhythm challenges in my family. You know, I mean, I mean. You know, we all got our challenges. <laughs> um, and, um, but yeah, so I did that. Then I played piano for a couple of years. Then I started playing guitar in middle school. Um, I was loving punk rock music and blues music and uh, Jimi Hendrix and a lot of music like that. Yeah, definitely. So I had a little, I had a little rock band in middle school. We right. played at my bar mitzvah. What was the name of the band? Oh man, we went through different names. <laughs> what uh, were some of the highlights? <laughs> uh, Jacob in general was one name. Mm, you know, mm, okay. uh, Endorphin was the second phase of it. Damn, that's like a college word. Damn. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, those are those are the two main names that we had. Wait, wait, we wait. made a little demo somewhere, which I don't know where it went. <laughs> I remember, and the engineer, he it was amazing. Mm-hmm. This, this was almost my introduction to studio mm-hmm. life. We wanted to make a demo for our band for fun. We were not good musicians at the time. Yeah. Uh, and our family friend had a studio in his basement. Mm. Now he was in high school and had a studio in his basement. Mm. And not only was he in high school and a studio in his basement, it was all analog. Mm. Uh, we were recording to either 16 or 24 track tape in his basement. Wow, wow. And a high school kid put this whole studio together. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is something else. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we made the little demo. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, I think we had three songs. I think. We, we had like extra tape left at the end, you know, because it's <laughs> tape. at the end. Dude. Yeah, so we, you know, he's like, you can use this extra tape if you want. We're like, okay, cool, you know. So we did. I think I actually beatboxed on that track. And my friend is <laughs> rapping on it, the bass player. Yo. It's like a disgrace to everything hip hop, that track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Man, we, we gotta resurface this tape. It's, it's somewhere. I think yeah. my friend may have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that exists. And then, and then when I was 16, uh, I got a my friend who was more of a computer guy. Yeah. So he used to be able to hack everything. Yeah. But he gave me a, a copy of Fruity Loops, mm. which I had no idea what the software was. Mm. I didn't even know that it made beats or nothing. Yeah. yeah. He just gave it to me. He's like, yo, this is really fun. Just mess with it. I was like, okay, cool. And then I became addicted to that. Like people get addicted to like 2K or yeah. Call of Duty or something. Yeah, absolutely. So I come home right after school, hop on the computer, and then straight until dinner, like three, four hours, mm-hmm. eat dinner, get get done with dinner, maybe have my parents yell at me because I was late to the dinner table, <laughs> so I was making beats. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. and then keep making beats until I had to go to sleep. Yeah. And I did that for years. And I used to pass out beat tapes all the time. Well, they're okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much the beginning. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. And that's that's like the most like genuine like start of the passion where it's like you just lose track of time. Yeah. You know, it's like it becomes that consuming that you just like enjoy doing it. Yeah. Um, where you're not even doing it for an audience, you're just doing it for yourself. It sounds yeah. like you know. So that's like that's like really dope, man. So during this time, are you like? Uh, all right, I'm gonna become a producer, or I'm going to make music in the future, or are you just like, I'm just doing this and seeing what happens? You know, uh, so high school is gonna end and I had to go to college. Yeah. Um, that was just an expectation, our family was no way around it. I didn't really, I really did not want to go to college. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm fortunate to be in a family that's like, you have to go regardless. Oh. Like, there's no choice to it. So, so I was trying to pick a, a school where I could major in music. And study a lot of technical studio stuff, which is what I liked and what I was interested in, and not have to pick a performing instrument because I'm not a great performing mm-hmm. musician, like in that way. Right, right, right. DJing is something different, but when it comes to really playing an instrument, I can fiddle around on some instruments, maybe play a part or two, but it's not like someone who's truly performed, like a uh, major in a performance instrument. So, right. so I found a, a major in Northeastern University called Music Industry, mm. went there to study. And that was my education. I is about half general music education, half business. I did terrible in my business classes, <laughs> and I did really well in my music classes. They're very general music educa- like education, yeah. history, yeah. and a couple of electives and some studio stuff. But I really just skipped most of my classes and set, spent all the time in the studio. Yeah. They had to make a new rule for me in the studio that you could only book a limited amount of sessions <laughs> because I would wait for the sign-up sheet to come out yeah. and fill my name in every slot. Wow. <laughs> so nobody could get in. I would just be in there. And I would be in there all the time, too. They made that rule specifically for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Man, man. Yeah, no, that's, that's, but that's what it is, man. I feel like it's self-education. Yeah. You know, it's like you have like core curriculums and classes and stuff like that, but like for you, it just seemed like you were able to like take it upon yourself and, yeah. and like learn yourself and actually probably even learn more by doing that, you know, than just following by the book. Yeah, I mean, I think more than anything is about the motivation, mm. but I think you can learn quicker when you have somebody who's very knowledgeable showing you how to do something. Mm. So you don't have to figure it out and essentially reinvent the wheel for yourself. Mm. But instead, you you can just learn it from somebody. Yeah. Just like in math, like if you're in math class, you're not sitting out sitting there figuring out like like how does addition work. Like mm-hmm. someone's teaching how to do that. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when you start getting to an innovative level of anything, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. But by that point, your knowledge base is so wide already mm-hmm. that it, you can you can put these different pieces from your knowledge base together to to develop the sound. Right. Right. Or to create what you have in your head. Yeah. But. 
that was a big reason actually why why I started the show right. that you want to talk about. This Definitely. is the Creative Mind show. Yes, yes. It's because there's a lot there's a lot of music music education out there. There's a lot of especially compared to when I started making beats when YouTube was pretty much brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much information on YouTube. You can l- learn to do almost anything on YouTube. But when it came to very specific sounds or specific techniques that I was very interested in, there was no education for that. And a lot of the times, there's interviews with great people and there's tutorials with people that show you generally how to do something. Mm. But I really connect to people teaching me how to do something when I like what they're creating. Mm. So that's what I really wanted to show was I could, it was an excuse for me to go to people that I was a fan of and be like, I love what you're doing. Will you teach me how to make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the same time, give them some, give them exposure. Right. So I'm. The point isn't to take what they're doing for myself. It's to take it and share it with the world, mm. so we can all grow. And in a bigger sense, I'm very interested in the idea of um, kind of like open source coders yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Of just open source information. So it's more about what you're creating then the knowledge of how to create it is readily available yeah, yeah it's more about what do you choose to create right yeah yeah with that knowledge right so many people want to be artists and they have these great emotional intentions mm. but figuring out how to get the technical side or the craft side is what takes years and years mm. i'm trying to shorten that process and i want to see that process of developing the craft shortened or made easier I'm a huge fan of craftsmanship. Yeah. And work. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's really what you're creating for people emotionally um, and to improve their lives. And I want people to be able to get to that part faster. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then just to see how you're going about doing it, it's really like, it's really smart, man. I just feel like you know, for me and watching like the two episodes that, that I've seen so far, it's just like, it's it's natural it's like you guys it's very conversational yeah for me as a a watcher or a listener like it's easier to digest that way that feels like you guys are just kicking it right you know so like that's the goal the energy is like oh these guys you know are just kicking it and i'm also learning something at the same time exactly you know and it feels like it's i think the old paradigm was sort of like this hierarchy of, of knowledge like the higher you are the more you know like what you're doing is sort of like like the democratization of it. You're like saying right. everyone should have the, the access to this knowledge, and it's so dope to see because then you see like like for me like I know Coleco, but then like I see you as well, and like now I'm like really interested in your work as well. So it's like I get to see two people that I really enjoy sort of like learn from each other. Exactly. You know? So it's like it's, it's really smart, man. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's that's part of my larger goals for sure. I mean, a big part of it is just like. I'm hoping to grow the show so I can call up whoever, text message, whatever, anyone yeah. I want, and be able to spend an hour or two mm. um, with you know my creative heroes, whether it's mm. the creative heroes of the moment or of my life, or, yeah. and and learn something and 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 share that experience with the world, right? right. Um, so other people can learn from them as well, because I think there's a lot of fear in creatives when they invent something new mm. of sharing it. Not all the time, but often, of sharing how they did it because they don't want people to steal their sound. Mm -hmm. First of all, everybody takes from everybody at a certain point. Mm -hmm. 
now people are innovating but they're innovating bit by bit mm. and when people make larger leaps and bounds generally there's a bigger team of people of a, a lot of people that have had small innovations that are put together mm. into one bigger one yeah 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 um like you know people always especially in hip-hop always talk about a dark twist of fantasy mm -hmm. like it's not kanye in a room by himself making that this album right <laughs> like most like if if we if we go back for a second for some of the comments he made to appreciating the, his creative genius exactly <laughs> i think such a huge massive part of it is putting these incredible creatives together in a room and then and also the right people around him to filter through what works for each record mm. and song mm. that's what leads to a dark twist of fantasy that's the genius part yeah <laughs> it's getting the right people in the room right yeah. because there's a lot of geniuses involved in mm. the album it's not just one exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. i'm my goal with shows like this and and just this approach uh to sharing knowledge is to do that on a bigger scale mm. is to do that with the world because the internet is the ultimate collaborative tool yeah and the ultimate knowledge tool so if you want to learn how to do something well hopefully we create a knowledge base that's enormous so you yeah. go you know, I have this project in mind with all these different sounds and feelings well i can just go to all these different lectures and podcasts and tutorials and i can create what i want because the information is there it's available yeah. right 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 yeah and i just see it like becoming so much bigger like your vision that you're just even sharing a little bit of yeah. like i can see where you're going with it it's gonna be great man i feel like you know what you're doing is an empowering creatives you know giving like giving the power because I, I can even imagine like a young kid who just like is on soundcloud and is just like yo i like this producer i like this this you know, artists, uh, and it's like, how do I do this? You right. know, I would love to get into this. Right. You know, you're sort of like you said, you're like you're like shortening that that knowledge gap. You're you're like shortening that time it, it takes to be able to learn and do something well. Right. Um, and it's like like for yourself and the people that you you have on the show, it's by like reputable people. You know, so it's like you're, you're building like a, a sense of, of credibility to your brand, um, and also something that people can like go to and say, you know, this is where this is a source you know that, that we can sort of use to sort of help us all grow so yeah man it's like this on so many levels I just see it becoming really really dope man. thank you definitely, I appreciate man. definitely yeah yeah where do you want to take it like if you can share it all <laughs> yeah I mean I, I would love to grow it uh, far beyond first of all far beyond just music mm -hmm. um, to do all types of creativity mm. eventually I think about it more as eventually I want it to be almost less of a podcast or right. like that and more of a curation of knowledge like a lot like a mm -hmm. video library totally. yes, yes um and and translating that into text or people learn in so many different types of ways right right so i want stuff to be be available visually uh orally like hearing and um print and print yeah. as well so yeah. for people who like to read yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah visually meaning like video right yeah right. Um, so that and you can just Google and it's simple or you can search on a search engine it's very easy I want I want this, all this knowledge base in this and I can search anything from something general like beat making to something specific like bass bending mm. um, or or like I love a little like uh like when I used to watch like Mr. Rogers, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. and he'd show you how they make something, right, right, right. right so like, like how do, um, what's like sportswear fabric innovation? Mm. What's going on in there? Uh, what's like, what does 
multimedia art mean today in the world of social media? Right. Like, like a lot of different knowledge bases. And the funny thing is like, like when I did the episode with Braxton Cook. Yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to focus so much on the creative stuff. But after the microphones were off, we talked for an hour on <laughs> such fascinating stuff mm. that was art related, but mm. it, but how it tied into culture. Mm. I want to do stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nothing's independent of its of itself, really. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. I see it, man. I see it, and I feel like you know somebody will be able to play this interview back, like maybe even like a couple months to a year from now. And a lot of things that you're talking about, I feel like those are going to be in existence. You that's know? the goal. So that's yeah. the goal, man. I can see it. I can see it, man. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm really encouraged by what you're doing. And one of the reasons like, I even asked you to be on the open canvas is because I feel like almost similar to what you're talking about. It's like you, you have you know, built up your platform. You have created your, your, your knowledge base and you're starting to let it grow now. You know, I just want people to be able to see the process, you know, and like sort of, you know, cut out like the the facade of things, you know, right. like we're, we're just normal people sort of figuring this out as we go. Exactly. You know, so it's, um, it's actually fun to sort of like, you know, just talking about it because even by speaking it, you're like speaking it into existence. Right. You know, so like talking about this is great for me and I'm just encouraged to hear what you're going to do with this, man. So, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, we, we should have some more conversation in the future. I feel like there's more that can come from this. Yeah, you know, I was like, that's a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we talked about a lot in like a short amount of time. Yeah. But um, so where can people find your work, Creative Minds, all the things that you're doing right now? Creative. OK, so you can find Creative Minds on YouTube, mm -hmm. on my Instagram, Simon Says, S-I-M-E-N-S-E-Z, mm. um, on, on the IGTV. Right. Um, it will shortly be up on iTunes video podcast. Yes, yes. And yeah. Nice. So that's yeah, that's where you can find the creative minds. My music is available on my SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Audio Mac, Spotify, iTunes. It's yeah. all over. And all in the link of this this video or this uh podcast as well. I'll link yeah. everything in okay, the description great. for this man. But yeah, once again just wanna say thank you, man. You're definitely on the verge of something great. And I'm just excited to just, you know, encourage it and just see it grow, man. So thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.